0: welcome to the burst um thank thank you guys for stopping by to listen to our podcast again um yeah this is not our first podcast rose and i have been involved in another podcast that we we recorded that year so rose what happened <laughs> yeah so that was the gto uh, podcast girls taking over um so the thing is i had other projects to handle at the same time so um that one had to take it back to it for a while but um we'll be back at it for sure i'm sure <laughs> definitely anyway we're glad to be back to your airwaves with this new podcast the Bust. And the Bus Podcast wants to enable everyday Africans to understand the world of startups, cri- cryptocurrency, and also understand how to navigate their careers in tech. Um, yes, we are passionate about learning new stuff. And our goal is to um, help people. That's why we're going to be sharing our learnings, our experiences, um, so we learn together and no one is left behind on this journey. Right, Yeah. So myself and Rose have been interested in this tech thing for a while. Um, And it's interesting to see how we have both transitioned to tech. So myself, I had a HR background and I also studied um, chemical engineering in university. Uh, yeah, I, I have a, a background in traditional digital marketing, um, which is very interesting because I had to switch from food science and technology but um, I studied in university. So for me, it's been quite the switch. Yeah, like, you know how people feel like no one uses the YDX in real life? Um, like, what do you think about that school of thought? For me, I'm like, I'm not saying that every information I got was useful, but I also think that we underestimate how those learnings must have shaped our minds. Like um, for instance, like I think about how design processes for like systems that I did in chemical, and, um, chemical engineering then. And I see how in some way it's quite related to design thinking, you know, um, that we did during like um, startup school and all that. So I sort of see how this learning like helps with critical thinking. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree with that to a large extent. I personally do not believe that uh, the current one-size-fits-all curriculum that our schools run is the best for this day and age, right? But I also acknowledge what a challenge it will be to personalize or customize the curriculum per child or per person. So uh, for me, um, of all the things I learned, I currently do not apply them, right? So they just contributed to my general knowledge of things. Uh, The knowledge that I currently profit from, what pays my bills, I had to learn all of those on my own. Hmm. Okay, cool, cool. I see. Um, yeah, so let's just talk about um, major tech news in the African uh, startup ecosystem. So um, the nestcoin raise, that was really interesting. They have raised $6.5 million in pre Um, And then for those who don't know, Nescoin is a Lagos-based company that builds, operates, and invests in Web3 application now let's talk about the Flutterwave raise. And this is the juicy one. They raised $250 million in Series D. Um, and this way they have tripled their valuation in less than a year, over $3 billion, like following um, this latest raise. And um, this investment has enabled this company Flutterwave to become the highest valued African startup. Yeah, that's like very huge. Yeah, it's, it's really huge. Um, I think that 2022 has been off to a great start in the tech ecosystem with the next point we is $6.4 billion in pre-seed is amazing. And that reminds me of someone's Twitter I saw, which um, basically said that there's never been a better time to build something um, as now because of the success of all of these African startups. So it just points, or it's more like a proof to the fact that Africa is... Worth taking a bet on. I mean, we we have unicorns, like we literally have unicorns. So um um for Flutterwave, this this new raise is amazing, right? They have just cemented their position as the most valuable startup in Africa for now, right? And um the reason for this new raise is basically to expand their customer acquisition through um measures and acquisition, and also to develop more complementary products. So in my opinion, this is this is actually very Win for the African fintech space because we're about to get more amazing fintech products, and um, with your plans for the M and A's, I, I can't really wait to see which new markets that they will be moving into, the companies that they will be merging or buying. So really interesting times ahead. Yeah, interesting times indeed. Um, and then what do you think about people saying that um other fintechs company in Nigeria should just close shop? Um, like Flutterwave has come to solve all the problems, especially with these big race and how, you know, um, very dominant that they could potentially be. Oh, no, 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 I, I think, I, I don't think other fintech companies should close shop, right? There's, Flutterwave can do so much, but they won't do everything, right? Mm-hmm. So they will always, always, always be, um, room for improvement. I mean there can also be another thing that takes on what Flutterwave is doing but maybe there is a gap that you notice and you can capitalize on that. Then also I noticed that there were some hot stakes on Twitter about <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> the whole Flutterwave uh, thingy compared to, are we allowed to mention names? Of course. Right pay stack and it was it was funny because i think that conversation should have been very focused like it, it, it could have been an opportunity for us to have a very insightful conversation but the person who started that convers- conversation just chose to be petty about it and we all lost focus of what should have been which uh, i believe is just the coulda woulda shoulda nature of humans right mm-hmm. oh, this company is doing this it means that that company should have done that or they could have be at this stage right we will never know but uh personally i believe that founders will always do what's best for their ventures at any given time every win is valid right and any win for a particular venture is a win for the ecosystem yeah i totally totally agree um like when i see those things i just smile because a lot of times um i mean this Found that space, out of space, is very unpredictable. And like you said, founders should do what's best for them and their businesses at where they are at that point. And like um, our friend Casey would always say that fin- FinTech is a red ocean with blue bubbles. Um, So I see how fintech um, can really impact on every aspect of the human experience because everything revolves around money if we think about it. So there's like so much, like you said, Flutterwave can do. There's like opportunities, you know, for other fintechs. Um, to you know, really do so well. So that's really what I think about that. Um, but yeah, that said, I also think that startups, especially fintech startups, need to strategically position themselves because of like these mergers and acquisition acquisitions that you know we see coming. Right. Um, I, I think this is a really good time for everyone, especially for founders. Um, it's a time for them to build strateg- strategically, even if it means building the goal of being acquired, right? Um, that's actually a legal exit strategy for some mm-hmm. founders and investors. Um, and for founders in the fintech space who are considering that route, I think it's actually a good time to fix up and shut that plot away. Yeah, um and then I love I watched the video. Um, so after they announced the race, there was this video um that's on YouTube where they you know spoke about where they are version 3.0, you know, and how it was like their users that sort of contributed to their story from version one and version two and now version three, you know, point And it was quite interesting. I really love you know how the video came across, you know, from the rebranding of their logo, the storytelling, you know, I m- most importantly, I really like, like the collaboration they had with other startups and other fintech companies. And it just like answers those questions we were having on Twitter, like we should think about collaborations rather than competition. And I think that's what uh-huh. really, you know, uh, put across to everyone. So that makes sense. Like, and I think that that's really how they can bleed scale because with that sort of money, I mean, to dominate the market, you have to, you know, have other strong People like other startups to you know um do as much as you want to do yeah also the new features so i saw that they have like this feature that enables other businesses at access loans um they have this feature where you can like it's like an infrastructure for businesses where you can embed um um, payments to your solution so it's like fintech as a service you can also like um, have cards for your company that was like and interested then also how like if you think about um opening a business tomorrow you can go on flutter with and be able to register your business now think of that's like impact um and it's, it feels like really significant they also had a job fair very recently so i really like enjoy how the story play, played out um and what they have for the future i i mean we can only just imagine yeah so let's also talk about nescoing um, yeah, the race is, is quite interesting. Um, and yeah, do you want to like talk about like what Nestcoin is? Yeah, so for, for those of you who do not know, Nescoin um, is basically a company that is focused on making crypto products and Web3 products and services available to people in the frontier market. So what they are doing is actively pushing for the adoption of uh, crypto, crypto products and Web3 Hmm, interesting. So now, like, how is important? Like, why should we p- pay attention to, to Web3? What is Web3? How did you even get to Web3? What's Web1? What's Web2? Just clarify all right. that. <laughs> right, right. So uh, Web3 uh, Web is the idea for the next iteration of what the internet will be like, right? So uh, a good way to understand it will be to actually look back on the history of the evolution of the internet, so with uh, Web1, it was, it was the earliest version of the internet and it was uh, a, one, a one-way communication option, right? So in Web1, you could only search for information and the results will be rendered to you in a very basic form, just a lot of text and hyperlink text, very basic, nothing fancy. And then we moved into Web2. Um, as newer programming languages were developed, the internet changed. So, it was no longer a one way communication street. Users could now interact with web pages. We could create our own accounts. Static web pages became more dynamic. And with the growth of mobile and smartphone technology, um, we had mobile apps with more interactivity. And um, alongside with all of these changes, we also had um, the possibilities of new business models, right? Mm-hmm. So, we could no longer just consume all the static content, we now became content creators ourselves. So the web as we have it today is much richer than when we started. But an obvious problem with Web2 is the problem of centralization and data control by big tech companies. So you see with Web2, the contents that we create are owned by the companies who own the platforms. They have the power to censor users at any time, right? And um, a prominent feature of Web2 is the use of say keys to track user behaviors
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh this data have become like the, the data that they harvest from us has become a cash cow for these companies so um our personal data right from us users um it has become the price we have to pay for the experiences we get from these tech platforms and there is something fundamentally wrong with that system which is why there is a clamor for us to move to Web3. Now, what is Web3? So Web3, as an idea, is the internet powered by blockchain technology, which I feel I believe we're going to break down in subsequent topics. And blockchain has decentralization at its core. So this means that with Web3, users will be able to take, uh, take back control of their data from these big companies. Uh, the feasibility of the concept itself is very debatable and no matter the side of the debate that you're on one thing is very certain we all need to pay attention to web three if it becomes a reality you do not want to be left behind so that's why everybody needs to pay attention to web three yeah totally totally thanks thanks for this um exposition i think um, (laughs) i think that was interesting and as we said i mean um with when she got into Web3 and spoke about blockchain technology and decentralization, I'm going to like deep dive into that in subsequent episodes. Um, so in case you were not so clear about that, just listen to the next one. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with um, that and what you said about um the feasibility being debatable um, and how you also said that it's very important for us to pay attention to emerging um, technology. So like it just brings to mind how like it was very unrealistic to tell someone that um, print newspapers would become obsolete. But right now we don't even see them anywhere. So it's very important that everyone Pays attention to Web3. I mean, getting on the bus, getting on how your skills translate to, you know, what's happening. Uh, Cause you really never know. Right, right. So for me, I'm I'm particularly excited about Web3. Cause every time I learn about it, I'm amazed at all of the possibilities that could emerge from this new internet or the new technology that powers it. So um, for me, it is, it's not so abstract as, let's say someone who is still on the outside and looking at it and trying to understand it. I currently interact with some dApps, uh, that's decentralized apps or some DAOs, which are some decentralized organizations and all of that. So I'm, I'm a firm believer and I'm very, very excited. Yeah, same, same with me. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. Um, I mean, this was a good first episode. Really enjoyed it. I, um, yeah, thanks everyone who tuned in um, and who listened. I'm used to saying tuned in. I'm not sure that's the right word. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to, to everyone of you that listened, thank you. Um, you know how we say these things. Please um, subscribe to the podcast, like, and share. Um, if you want us to talk about any topic please just you know message us um, individually or um, on the podcast um, social media it's all in the show notes so you would see that there um, really looking forward to the next episode yeah so see you guys um, Rose do you have any other things to say? I really prefer to do this another time I'm excited so thanks for tuning in yeah <laughs> and let's do it again sure sure all right guys bye bye